All right. Are we on? My, is my microphone on? Peggy? We got now? Keep talking until I hear myself? Am I? Okay, there we go. All right. Well, welcome everybody. And we still got some of the retreat energy kind of lingering on here and some people from out of town. So it's kind of a fun night tonight. And um, maybe we'll have more fun social time afterwards too. But right now, let's just go ahead and begin to move into the evening. So just go ahead and get comfortable. Once again, just allow your body to be positioned in such a way that it's relaxed and receptive, yet alert and present. I just heard a cell phone, so if anybody else needs to shut off their cell phone or anything now would be a good time. And so just continue allowing your physical body just to relax. And as your body continues to relax, just gently allow your awareness to come present and focused at the spiritualized center, the seat of the soul. And just remember that God spelled backwards is dog. So just letting the joy of that child within, that animal nature, that is innocent and joyful, just to come present as well, that no matter what sounds that fill the room, allow those sounds, whether they be inner or outer sounds, to lift you in that presence of joy. And so now we continue to move forward. Just allow your spiritual heart at the spiritualized center to open and to expand, allowing God's loving to come present and alive. And so now within yourself, as I share words outwardly, just invite God's living, loving presence to come in you and through you, awakening, lifting, and loving into your own divine awareness, that action of the soul as it comes into that oneness with the Creator. And so, Lord God, just now we do open our spiritual hearts through the innocence of the child within, asking that your divine presence fill us, surround us, guide us and protect us so that all that takes place is truly for our greatest upliftment and good. And Lord, we step forward that we may receive of your divine blessings of light and sound, filling us and lifting us in all ways and in all levels within our beingness. We ask that your divine grace permeate every area of our life in us and around us so truly we live in accordance with your divine flow of loving. And we ask that your loving spirit go before us, clearing the way, clearing the path, so that truly we all experience in this level and those levels within is according to your divine grace and the movement of your loving. And for all your blessings, we are so grateful. And so just take in a deep breath. And on the exhale, we'll begin chanting the Anahu.
And so now we're going to enter into divine breath of awareness, breathing in and breathing out the divine, living, loving presence of the Lord. And so I'm going to ask that as you breathe in, inwardly within yourself, chanting the Anai, and as you exhale and breathe out to chant the hue, silently within yourself, finding the natural rhythm of your own breath and the flow thereof. So on your own pace and your own way, continue chanting the Anai hue, chanting the Anai on the in-breath and chanting the hue on the out-breath. And as you chant in the rhythm of your breath, become aware of the rhythm of the breath of life coming in and going out through that spiritualized center that as you continue to chant and breathe, you see the divine light of God enter into your inner kingdom through that spiritual door. And as you exhale, you allow that light of your loving to now leave and enter into the realm of God. So breathe in and breathe out the divine, living, loving presence. And so now, just allow the chanting and the breathing to come to a quiet. And as this comes to a quiet, within the stillness, just now begin to observe at the spiritualized center, simply watching, listening, feeling and knowing to allow the spiritual senses to come alive. Simply sit at the seat of the soul, observing the movement of this divine presence as it stirs within, allowing the inner consciousness to come quiet and listen and watch.
And in this inner stillness, begin to become aware of a divine purple light. You may see it, you may hear it, you may just know it, or you may feel it. You may get a deep sense of peace or see this pulsating, moving purple light. Just allow this radiant presence to become present in your awareness, allowing it to move. And all you have to do is simply observe and become aware. And as you continue to focus through your observation on the movement of the, this divine presence, just continue to hold your focus on this violet ray of love, knowing that this is God's loving, this action of upliftment and transformation through God's Holy Spirit. So as you continue to hold your focus on this purple light, through seeing, through hearing, through knowing, or through feeling. Just continue to hold in a divine presence. And in this place of focus and holding, allow this radiant love of God to fill you and to lift you, allowing this loving presence to bring peace and balance and harmony within you and around you knowing and trusting that God's grace is filling you and lifting you both in the physical and into the spiritual, bringing a calm, a peace, and a joy to the inner consciousness in the realms of the psyche, of the mind, and the emotions, just allowing this divine radiance to permeate every level bringing with it that balance and peace, that joy of spirit. So continue now, focusing and holding your awareness on the movement of this God's loving. And allow this light to begin to lift you, allowing your soul to step free of the physical body and into the realm of spirit, allowing God's loving to lift you back unto itself, so that you may merge into that divine beingness that truly is God.
And so now, coming awakened aware from high above, allowing the light of your soul to shine bright and radiant, and knowing that you stand in oneness with God, in the purity in the realms of spirit. So just now, knowing your own inner light from the highest, from the highs, just now in this divine radiance, just look up and look up and know your oneness and loving with your Creator, allowing God's love to fill you and allowing your love to fill God. Breathing in and breathing out the circle of loving so that truly you and God are one. So just now within yourself, within the light of your own beingness, give and receive this loving and this oneness with God. in the oneness and in this loving. Just now, begin now the journey back towards the physical body, taking with you this oneness and this loving and this giving and receiving between your soul and God, knowing this divine, living, loving presence is always with you on all levels. So just now, begin the journey of returning back towards the physical, allowing this radiant light of your own soul and God's loving to come with you in awareness and fullness. And as you continue now, returning from the realms of spirit down through the etheric, down through the mind and the emotions, and down through the imagination and into the physical body, let this radiant light make way a clear path, a path of light and sound, that there is no separations and no blocks between you and God, that this path is clear and radiant, that you know this and that you experience this. It is always present and always open, that truly your soul and God are one, knowing within yourself that this divine awareness, this divine movement of loving is who you are. So just now allow this path of loving to light the way and find your soul now traveling back to that spiritualized center, allowing the soul to now enter in and reside at the seat of the soul in the physical body and as you become settled, once again, turn around and look up. Look up through the spiritual eye and see before you that open, clear path of light and sound that you may see God's loving radiance always present, always shining, knowing that this is always here with you, no matter where, no matter when that you and God truly are one in this loving. And all you have to do is simply look up and know and experience. And so now, continue in your inner awareness, this gaze upwards into the eyes of God 
holding that inner focus and awareness and loving. And in this awareness, open your physical eyes, maintaining that connection and that openness as you open your physical eyes and look out, keep always present that looking up. And we'll read something from The Awakened Soul by Gibran. We've read this one many, many times. I think to open it to the same pages sometimes. Old age is the snow of the earth. It must, through light and truth, give warmth to the seeds of youth below, protecting them and fulfilling their purpose. When you tell your trouble to your neighbor, you present him with a part of your heart. If he possesses a great soul, he thanks you. If he possesses a small one, he belittles you. The gifted were once proud in serving princes. Now they claim honor in serving paupers. The song that lies silent in the heart of a mother sings upon the lips of her child. There's a few things to share. Uh, there's a couple of uh, things to pick up in the back having to do with some things that Laura Kesson is going to be doing, the 365 Days of Living Consciously, March 27th from 2 to 4. And is that here at the center? Okay. And um, so if you want to pick that up, there's a reminder, and there's a couple of little verses in the inside. Uh, if I can read it. <laughs> Okay, hold up your hands before your eyes. You are looking at the hands of God. That's by Rabbi Lawrence Kushner. Kushner. What are we looking for is what is, is what is looking. What we are looking for is what is looking. St. Francis of Assisi. And then the other one is the circle of women painting on March 25th from 7 to 9 here at the ILM Center. And again, there's something in the back if you want to find out more about that or call or talk to Laura here. And uh, that's a lot of fun. I know I've heard a lot about that. We also have a new CD. It's, the, it's a two-disc edition. It's the Pearl of Great Price. The first CD is a meditation, and the second one is a talk by me. And then after... Many hours, days, weeks, months, almost years. <laughs> we have the new staff of the Shepherd. And uh, it's been uh, re-edited and, and reworked. We have two new chapters in the back. So I think you'll find it to be a little bit more expansive and talking about the path of light and sound and what ILM is doing now. And so they're in the back. You're welcome to take them. And you can see that um, the first book had purple, this one has more of a blue, and the knowing of God when we get that one redone will be green. So uh, we're redoing all the covers. Okay. And actually there's only one new chapter, but there's a couple new sections. <laughs> oh, okay. Some people catch that, just so you don't be confused. Well, I saw there's two new chapters. I wanted to share something with you. You know, um, I'm always sharing about Cabron, and Cabron is, uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Rumi. And Rumi is somebody who I found to be very inspirational, very meaningful as far as the inner pathway. And oftentimes his poems are very poignant to my life and, and how my life is unfolding. And there was one many, many years ago I've talked about uh, the door is open, enter in, wake up, 
and don't go back to sleep? Well, I have a new one for you from Rumi. Go back to sleep. <laughs> Never thought I'd heard him say that, but he did. His love and his sorrow are exclusive to us. You go back to sleep. I have burnt by the fire the sorrow of love. You have no such yearning in your heart. Go back to sleep. The path of love has 72 folds and countless facets. Your love and, re and religion is all about deceit and hypocrisy. Go back to sleep. We put ourselves in love's hands and will wait for her bidding. Since you are in your hands, you go back to sleep. I consume nothing but pain and blood, and you the finest delicacies. And of course, after each feast, you may want to take a nap. So just go back to sleep. I have torn to pieces my robe of speech and have let go of the desire to converse. You who are not naked yet, go back to sleep. So I think that's a very good addition to wake up and don't go back to sleep. So I wanted to share that with you when I found it just recently. Well, this afternoon I was meditating. Sometimes I'll have time to meditate a few minutes just to kind of realign myself and get ready for the evening and open myself to spirit and, and just kind of hopefully get two or three words to work with in order to um, begin the talk. And so when I was uh, sitting in meditation, one of the teachers came in and he unrolled a scroll and he said, who you are? And I went, who you are? And he said, yeah, who you are? And then he rolled up the scroll and he was gone. And I went, okay, so I'm supposed to start with who you are. And so uh, I had taken this book by Hafiz to the retreat. And um, um, I wanted to, so I opened it up and there it was, who you are. The moon came to me last night with a sweet question. She said, the sun has been my faithful lover for millions of years. Whenever I offer my body to him, brilliant light pours from his heart. Thousands then notice my happiness and delight in pointing toward my beauty. Hafiz, is it true that our destiny is to turn into light itself? And I replied, dear moon, now that your love is maturing, we need to sit together close like this more often, so I might instruct you how to become who you are. I always find that I, if I just trust spirit, it really does work. <laughs> and so when I read that, I realized that that's the story of the spiritual master, the spiritual teacher, of just being patient and waiting for the disciple to come. It's not for the master to go and to search people out, to search souls out, to go out and try to find individuals or numbers. It is for the soul to stir within the disciple and in that stirring cause the search to begin and in the search to go forward and to wander until you find that path and that teacher that's for you. And it's for the teacher to ever hold in steadiness, in loving, and to hold but one thing, and that is who you are. To always see who you are in your perfection from that moment and that point of creation, and to ever hold that as the perfection that you are and that you are going to wake up to in time. It's just a matter of time to begin to allow that light to radiate into your consciousness and onto your beingness and to begin to illumine those areas that have been in shadow for so long. They're only in shadow for one reason, and that is because the soul has gotten entrapped by the world and the soul is looking down for solution and answer and for the way out. And it's looking in the wrong direction. It's not looking to the source of light. It's looking to the reflection of the light. 
And so it is in that poem that it's talking about how the moon is the reflection of the light. And it is realizing that it really wants to become the light. And in order to become the light, it's not to be a reflection of the light, but rather to turn towards the light and let that light in fully until you yourself discover that you are that light. That you are not anything but the light of God. And so it is for the spiritual teacher to ever be holding that one image in their consciousness for each and every disciple. And that's a pretty easy job to do. Because in truth, we are all one. So if I hold to that oneness, if I hold that oneness for myself, then I hold it for you. And if I ever hold that oneness in myself and relate to you as that oneness, then I'm doing what I'm here to do. If I begin to get caught up in your personality and in your day-to-day -day struggle and your ego and whatever else might be going on, then I'm going to lose sight of that oneness for you and I will lose sight of that oneness for me because I will then be looking away from the light. I will be looking away and into the world for answer and solution for you. And that's not what I'm here to do. So be aware that Brian and I have one thing to do and that is to hold that perfection and to assist you in waking up. Where do I see that perfection for you? It's a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place. When God first spoke, from God came a great breeze, a great wind. And in that wind was the voice of God speaking, which became the audible life stream. And it is out of that audible life stream that all of creation came into being and is ever in creation, in beingness, in movement, in continuation. And it is that breath and it is that Holy Spirit, that action of the Holy Spirit, that is ever feeding life into all of creations, everywhere. And it is at that very moment, that very moment, when the first breath, the first word came forth out of God, that a divine light came forth as well. And it is that that I hold for everyone. I see nothing but that. That moment of your manifestation, your creation, your beginning, as beingness, as light, the light of God. And that is where I'm holding for you to go back into the knowing of into the awakening of. And it's interesting because God is so, so patient with each and every one of us. God has no hurry, no rush for any of us to get home. Why is that? Why wouldn't our parent, our creator, our Lord just want to scoop us up and bring us home and say, come on, don't stay there, come on back. It's because you are already there. And God knows it. So there is no challenge with trying to get you to come home. You are home. It's just a matter of being patient and allowing you to sleep as long as you want to sleep in this creation. And to dream as much as you want to dream in this creation. And God will wait until that day when you begin to stir. And you begin to awake. And God is ever there with you in all that you are doing. God is there as the Holy Spirit. As the action of the audible life stream. Feeding you. Loving you. Giving you life. Giving you answer. Giving you solution. Giving you direction. Ever lifting you up if you will just let go to allow God to lift you. But the challenge is, is letting go. Letting go and letting God. It's very interesting watching the soul 
ever thinking of itself as imperfect in this creation. In this creation, the world, the consciousness of this creation wants us to think of ourselves as imperfect. And it is ever demonstrating to you your own imperfection and you are ever supporting that imperfection and manifesting it to prove that creation right. And the more you feed and honor that imperfection, that vision of your imperfection, you are ever turning away from your light, turning away from your source, turning away from your truth, and living the eternal illusion that exists down here. So the key is, is to not look to answers in the world. Do not look for this world to answer your questions. Do not look for the world to give you direction that is going to take you where you really want to be. But rather, find all the answers and all the solutions inside. But wait a minute. Aren't I supposed to go to meditation and just be saying, Lord, Lord, I love you, and open and receive God's love? You keep saying, don't go in there and ask questions. Don't go in there and put things forward to God just to be there lovingly. But in the loving, you will find all your answers. God knows our questions, our challenges, more than we do. We do not have to go to God and say, here's my problem, here's my challenge, here's what's going on, here's what I need to know. God is ever there with us in the midst of it all and sees the greater picture of it all because of his point of observation compared to our little point of observation at this level of creation. If we will just begin to allow ourselves to relax into God's loving and to flow in God's loving, we ourselves will rise up to a different point of observation of our own life and of the situations we find ourselves in. And from that new point of observation, higher up with God, we will see solution. We will find answer. And it will be done gently, lovingly, and with great caring from God. But there is a challenge in all of that. There are certain things that we as soul are asked to do as we begin to wake up and we begin to move to the divine that we are. And that is, one, to be responsible for our actions and our reactions. Two, to be forgiving of ourselves and of others. Three, to love ourselves and to love others. And four, to ever keep our eye on God. To keep our eye on God first and foremost and only. Have God first. And if you do those four things as often as you can, you will find your life will become simpler and quieter and easier. And the path ahead of you truly will have the grace of God going before it. And things will become clear and smooth and gentle in, compar <clears throat> in comparison to where they were before. So the key for you is to do just that. Keep your eye on God. Have God first and foremost in your life. How do you do that? Each day, sit down and meditate. Connect back into that source of who you truly are as soul, as divine. Sit down, close your eyes, withdraw your attention from the outer world, and go back inside and connect to your own truth. Connect back to that seed of perfection that I see in each and every one of you. Connect back into that place of oneness where all that you long for all the answers, all the solutions, all the abundance, all of everything resides. Do that as long as you can every day. 
whether it be morning, noon, night, whatever, pick a time and do your meditation. The more you meditate, the more you're going to find your life unfolding before you in an orderly manner according to the design of God with you and for you. And the more you're going to find that your life will become filled with forgiveness, with acceptance, with loving, with laughter, with joy, with peace, with gratitude, in a way that it wasn't before. Then get up from your meditation and go do your day. But don't get up and say, okay, well, I'm done with meditation, now I'm going to do the world. Take your meditation with you. Take it into the day. Take the loving. Take that connection. Take your motivation, that stirring of the Spirit inside of you that desires to know God, that gets you to sit down to wake up into God, and take it out into the day. And do that in the day as well. Don't just let that two hours, that one hour, that five minutes with God be all that you do in the day with God. But rather, get up and invite God to go with you, to walk with you, to breathe with you, to talk with you, and to listen with you throughout the day. And the way you do that is simply look up. Keep looking up. And sure, you're going to be caught up in the world and you're going to be looking out and you're going to be dealing with all these things and your boss is going to be saying one thing and somebody else is going to need another. And you're going to start feeling a little bit split and you're going to lose the sense of oneness or the sense of centeredness. And that's fine because that's the way of the world and that's how the world entraps us. And that's its game. It's going to do everything it can to ever pull us apart to separate ourselves and to cause this separation so that we truly stay separate from the truth of who we are. All we have to do is in the midst of the storm in this world is to stop for a moment, take a breath, and look up. Just look up to that place that you look to in meditation. Look up to that seat of the soul and connect back to the oneness. Connect back for just that moment I've said it often, and it's true. The moment you close your eyes, that very first moment when you close your eyes, you are here at the seat of the soul. So close your eyes for just a moment. They might just think you're just resting your eyes. That's fine. But just close your eyes for a moment and go to the seat of the soul and just say, I love you, Lord, and I invite you in to the rest of my day. I invite you into this moment. Let's go together. And then get going again. And if you are caught up in an argument, invite God into the argument. And say, Lord, come on into the argument with me. Let's go in and let's this, let this be filled with loving and let it be resolved with you involved. And you'll find it will change. You'll find life will change. Situations will change. Your attention and your attitude will change because you are ever looking up and putting God first. So become a living meditation. Become a living prayer. Don't just let your meditation be for a few minutes in a day, but rather let your life be a living meditation. And... Find that way to bring yourself into the oneness, into that focus that you wake up into meditation, into your daily life. And sure, not every day do you sit down and go into meditation and have a truly divine, wonderful, spiritual experience. There are days when you're going to sit down and you look up and there's your mind and it just won't shut up and it won't get out of the way. Well, you know what I've done when that happens? I sit there and I talk with it and I listen to it and I converse with it. And I invite God into the conversation. If I can't get to God, I'm going to bring God down here. And it's, it's interesting what the mind does with that. But play with your meditation. 
Don't be serious. Don't be stern. Don't be strict. This isn't a discipline of strictness and harshness. This is about discipline of devotion. This is devotion. So if you sit down and you close your eyes and you go into meditation and you look up and there's your mind and it's going, you're not going anywhere today. We're going to talk. And I'm doing all the talking. Be there in devotion. Love your mind. Love what it's talking about. Love its chatter. Love its complaining. Love its desire and need and want and command. Love it all. And keep loving it all throughout the whole meditation. And if you have dedicated yourself, devoted yourself, disciplined yourself to sit for an hour in meditation, and you sit down and immediately the mind kicks in, sit there for the hour. Do not get up. You may be looking at your watch every five minutes going, Oh God, when is this hour over? Okay. And go back in and talk to the mind and listen to the mind. But do it in loving. Do it in devotion. And never put God in it. Just say, I raise God into this moment. I bring God forward. I ask God to be present in this conversation. I ask the solution from God to come in as my mind keeps drawing me into the world. And another way to do it is just say, I love the God in you, mind. I love the God in you. Because God is in all things. There is not one thing that exist in creation that God isn't in. Remember, God is the creator of all things, and it is out of God that all things came into creation. So it is out of God. It is of God. It is God's substance. But the mind has forgotten what it is and its source. And so it is playing the game of the world of illusion. Bring God into it. And it will begin to change. It will begin to walk with you and allow you to go past. The mind can't go with you into the higher regions. The mind cannot go into soul. It cannot go into spirit. It isn't of a spiritual substance. When it came into manifestation, its level of manifestation was in the realms of physical matter. And so therefore, the highest level it can go is to the highest frequency of the mind realm. It can't go any higher. Now the mind can extend itself all the way down into the physical. We know that because it's right here in our physical body ever going on. So realize that you can't take the mind with you and the mind is not going to stop playing its game in this physical creation. Let it be okay. And just look back as you go up and just say, I'll see you later. i got to go somewhere else right now. And you go somewhere else. You go to soul. You go to spirit. You go to God. You wake up into the oneness of yourself in God. And the mind will be down there going, what are you doing? That's impossible. I don't understand this. And that's true. The mind will never understand it because it isn't a part of its nature it isn't in the realm of its creation. So it can't understand it. It is of another creation. It's another nature. It's spiritual and it's loving. Is the mind spiritual and loving? I don't think so. <laughs> mind certainly isn't. <laughs> it has no desire to understand spirit. It has no desire or focus to be spiritual or loving. Now, as you mature in your meditation and you begin to wake up into your soul, the soul is doing that by lifting out of the mind, out of the sea, out of the, the middle of the mind, the trap of the mind, and rising above it, free of the mind once again. And the mind then becomes the master, I mean, I'm sorry, the soul becomes the master of the mind rather than the mind having mastered the soul by entrapping it. And once that does happen, the mind begins to bow gently, lovingly, honoring the mind, and saying, I'm here to serve you now. 
But could you share with me a few things so I understand what you're about and where you're coming from? Just so I can understand. And it will. The soul will begin to impart its wisdom, its understanding of love, of joy, of peace, of creativity, of enthusiasm, of manifesting abundance on all levels. And the mind will take that in as best it can and begin to utilize it, begin to put the pieces together so it can find a way to be of service to the soul. And it's a wonderful day when that begins to happen. And you'll rejoice. You'll rejoice inside yourself because you know you are now the victor. And you can have a victorious celebration inside of loving God from a place you may have never experienced before. In one of the books of the Bible, Paul writes something very profound. He says, if you want to worship the Lord, know that the Lord is of spirit. So you rise up in the spirit to worship the Lord in truth. And that's what this is about. It's not to sit here in a physical body or in your emotions or in your mind and worship the Lord in this physical creation. It's for you to rise up into the spirit by first waking up and rising up into your own soul body. And then in your soul body, go through that spiritual eye, through that tenth door, and rise up into the spiritual realms, and there stand before the Lord and honor the Lord, worship the Lord, love the Lord in the Spirit. For God is of Spirit, so you rise up in the Spirit, and there you worship the Lord in Spirit. And that's what this meditation practice is all about. And we sit up here, Brian and I, knowing that this isn't just a bunch of words. This is the truth. This is the truth. And we are here to assist you in waking up to that truth for yourself. We are not here to try to help you figure out things in this world, to make it work. We are here to assist you on the inner journey. Now why is that? Why would God bring forward individuals such as a teacher to hold for your perfection and to assist you in waking up in meditation but not sit down with you and help counsel you in the world? Because you are the creator of this world. You are the creator of your situations in this world. And it's for you in that creative ability to learn about the power of the creative soul that you are and to take responsibility for your creation, to forgive the creations that you do not like, to love all of your creations, and then to change those creations so that they line up with the spirit of perfection that you are so that your creations now serve you in getting back to God. And that is where your lessons are in this world. And the spiritual teacher isn't here to help you understand those lessons, those creations, and how to change them, other than to do one thing, 